welcome back to another episode of Isolation City, where we talk about the culture of busyness and mental health at Barry College. My name is McKenna Gockel. I'm Laura Barabas. And today we have a special guest with us, Lauren Yelverton. Thank Hello. you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> All right, so it's the end of midterm season. It's been very busy. How do we feel right now? Better now that midterms are done. <laughs> I don't feel like I had a terrible midterm season. I think I had two tests within like the span of two weeks, but then I had a big paper. But I feel very fortunate, especially compared to like other seasons. I think you have like three tests in one week or something. I was lucky to have it spread out, but uh, mine wasn't terrible. Mostly like right now, I'm actually starting to get into a bit of a hell week. But mine was pretty bad, honestly. This year, I had a lot of tests and a lot of papers, and it still hasn't really let up. It's still, it's honestly getting worse. But yeah, nice. So um, it's kind of crazy to see, think like. This is lull season, mm-hmm. but like... Lull? What, what lull? <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. And so we, I actually looked into other colleges and their experiences with midterms because I know at Barry, we spoke last episode about kind of how specifically here at Barry, you have this almost unsaid expectation to always be busy. And so like, even though there is a lull, it's really not a lull. But with that, like midterms are obviously going to be one of the most stressful and actually it's reported that um finals and midterms account for the top source of stress in uh for u.s college students uh, making up 31 percent of their study and then it went on to say that class and workload were third at 23 percent and then homework placed fourth at 13 percent of where their stress came from but it was kind of interesting to me because I think, me personally, like, it's not finals and midterms that's most stressful. It's actually all the other assignments just because I know, especially in some classes, you have an assignment, like, at least maybe twice a week or more, it just at least more than once a week. I had a math class where we had homework due before every class period. And I know in Com 250 where we have a story due, like, every other week. And it's not, like, a small assignment either. And it's all for grades, so you can't just brush it off. And so I guess it depends on the class, but it was still really interesting to me to see that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's very interesting, too, because I don't know if it's just something that is unique to Barry or like because it's a smaller private school. But I was talking with one of my friends who goes to Kennesaw State the other day, and she was talking to me about how she like works 50 hours a week. I was like, how do you have time to work 50 hours a week? Like, what's your school schedule? How many credits are you taking? And she said she was taking 15 credit hours. I'm like, how is that possible? But apparently, like, some of her classes are online, and she only has classes on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, that's so interesting. I feel like I would not have the time to work 50 hours a week with, like, my (laughs) schedule at Barry, and I'm taking 17 credit hours, but still, with the amount of, like, homework and stuff that I have to do, like, when I'm done with my classes, it, I just don't understand, like, yeah. how she's able to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty interesting. My um, my sister goes to Kennesaw, actually, so I'll have to talk to her and see if she, like, f- feels the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, it was neat because, like, even though with school, too, and the study also went on to talk about other factors. Like, it talked about financial stress factors, um, things in, like, your social life that may also stress you out. But with that, like, it just got me thinking, like, an overall arch of this one specific study talking about like in academics where their stress comes from and then it also talks about in society and like their social life where stress comes from and I was like gosh like there's so much stuff to be stressed about and so the overarching 
challenge that we have. I feel like kind of gets brushed off because when you look at each subject specifically, like finances or social, your social life or academics, it's like easy to brush off. Like you're a student, you'll get over it, you're fine. But like if you look at all this stuff together and like even work that wasn't included in this, like it's an it's an incredibly overworked life. So and I guess that goes along with the isolation city of even though you're bustling, you're hustling, you're working your butt off, like you still feel totally overworked and kind of almost alone. Do you guys ever get that? Yeah, I mean, college in particular is also just a very transitional period, you know, because, like, obviously people in high school and stuff also struggle with mental health, but college in particular, because it's such a transition, transitional time and we're adding stuff like work and, you know, all the social aspects and also with COVID, that also didn't help, you know, that whole period of the time when we were isolated. And for me, COVID hit in 2020, which is when I graduated high school. And so it was literally right, like, in that transition. And so it was such a such a weird transition because when I came to Barry my freshman year, we were all in masks still and the classes were kind of half on Zoom, half um, in person. And this year has been kind of the first like normal, fully normal year. And so it's, that has just been an added stressor, I think, for a lot of college kids. It's like weird to think what people did before COVID. I know, right? <laughs> like yeah. that feels like, like it did there's happen. like a before COVID era and, and like an after exactly. COVID. Era. <laughs> exactly. And the study brought that up too of talking about what about COVID stresses students out. And it was interesting because there were some stats that said like they are stressed out about how they may never get back to normal or they're stressed out about that they'll not catch up. So with specifically like 44% of U.S. college students worry if they can still enroll or stay enrolled during the COVID disruption. Um, 20% or one in five American college students admitted in an April 2020 survey that their mental health was significantly, significantly got worse during the pandemic. And like, I can't imagine that getting much better, especially like, because I also graduated high school during 2020 with that. And we came here and we had social distancing practices. We had masks. We had half in class which like was honestly worse because mm-hmm. I know with Dr. Parker's class like you had to prepare like you were going to class all three days but you only went to class once and you had to make up for that with watching an hour and a half lecture even though class is only an hour and that was it made so much more work than actually going to class in person so that was a huge stress factor which it's nice to be that now but still it's like even now how do people do this before COVID wasn't a thing when there wasn't as much going on yeah it kind of goes back to like the whole like isolation thing like with COVID everything and everyone just felt so much more isolated you know like you said with social distancing and coming in like it was just so much harder to meet people you know and so that added like for me as a freshman coming in I was already nervous about that because I didn't know anyone coming in to Barry but that just added an extra stressor to me but it ended up being okay, but still. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no, I remember being, like, really lonely for pretty much my whole freshman year. Like, I knew some people, but, like, not probably as much as I would have met if COVID wasn't a thing. Yeah. yeah. That was a tough period. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and especially, like, I know my first year, what was so hard was the homesickness. And I remember one time I was walking through Craner and I got here early at the end of June because of my scholarship program. So I was here like a whole month before students got here, which really just felt like a really fun summer camp where I was just working and meeting people. But at the same time, I got here before other people did. And I was walking through Craner one day and one of the students was like, they were freshmen and it was October. And they're like, it's just now starting to feel like the summer camp is actually ending 
that this is real life college. I'm not going to go home in like a week or two. And that was a weird feeling to get over of that hurdle of like homesickness was also a bit challenging. And like I get it every now and then, but the study found that freshmen have a like 69% of freshmen report a feeling of severe homesickness and 30% of other college students feel homesick. So like it made me feel better looking at that statistic, but also it's like, that's just another thing to think about of when you're stressed, you want to go home, but like I'm two hours away, so I can't just go home when I want to. Uh, That was, I go, it's just another layer, I guess. Yeah, I, I deal with that too, but not as much because my parents actually live here in Rome. So they only live like 15 minutes away, but um, my freshman year actually, they just moved up to Rome last year. So they lived in Kennesaw before, so it was an hour away. So um, I did deal with that a bit my freshman year because I'm an only child. And so I'm really close to my parents. So this was like coming to college was my first time being away from my parents for an extended period of time, like besides like a week for like when I did summer camps in high school and stuff. So it was really scary and I definitely felt homesick a lot my freshman year. And I still get that way sometimes, but it's gotten better throughout the years. But yeah. How about you? Yeah, no, I was definitely homesick a lot during my freshman year. I remember I would call home maybe like sometimes twice a day because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to talk to my mom. <laughs> like, I miss my mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like walking to class like, I know you can't see this mom, but it's such a pretty day out here. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to you. Right. I know. I still, I text my dad every day. I still <laughs> talk to him every day. <laughs> it's just comforting. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I yeah. guess like, how did you guys, do you think like it was kind of a growing pain that you had to get over that? Or was there another coping mechanism that you got? I think once the semester got going, like my freshman year and I started meeting more people, I think that really helped like um, developing friendships and other relationships on campus kind of helped distract me from the homesick feelings that I felt. Um, And also knowing that, you know, if I did ever need my parents, they're only an hour away or so. So just kind of that kind of calmed me down. Um, But yeah, that's how I kind of dealt with it. Yeah. I kind of, I was kind of the same way, like, once I started, like, meeting people and kind of getting more into my classes, mm. like, kind of, schoolwork kept me busy, and then, so I didn't have time to think about, like, oh, I'm homesick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My thought process was, if I drive home, like, home and back is four hours altogether, I'm like, I can't sacrifice that much time of, like, between upcoming work and just like the travel time and also gas like I was gonna say gas money too at one point my dad was like I'll pay for gas just please come home (laughs) it was so sweet but that was nice like it kind of felt accomplished once I did get over that I guess it's just the growing pains of having to like get over that and make sure that you can focus on being a college student and just become more independent which actually kind of had a feeling of accomplishment once you don't get so homesick anymore if it's like you just feel more independent mm-hmm. yeah no definitely definitely <laughs> <laughs> and so those are a lot of just like stress factors that I found specifically from this study there was also another interesting point it brought up about financial stress and I know like with me personally I'm here on a work scholarship so like that was a that's a big deal to me um how much like in y'all's experience is that contributed to your stress factor for me it's definitely more recently been a bigger stress because I have a scholarship um, for being in band right now, but I'm actually quitting band next semester. And so the scholarship isn't huge. It's like $2,000 a year. But um, because of that, um, that I'm quitting, I'm going to have to pay for that myself now. 
And so that just means I'm going to have to work more, you know, like I won't and save up more. And so recently it's definitely been a bigger stressor. So, yeah. Yeah, no, scholarships definitely helped a lot, but it's still kind of stressful sometimes when I, like, really think about it. I'm like, oh, wait, I still owe, like, all this money. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do I get it from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys doing, like, the, the Biden, the, like, the loan, student loan relief thing? Are you guys doing that? Um, I, with my scholarship group, I actually don't graduate with any debt, so mm, I awesome. thankfully won't qualify for that. What about you? Um, if I qualify for it, yeah, I'll probably take yeah. advantage of that. My, yeah. my dad was like, I'm you like, need to like, figure not? this out myself. <laughs> if it's there, like, why not do it? Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, it is there. I don't see why anybody, like, it wouldn't, it'd be very helpful to actually take advantage of that. But, mm-hmm. no, fortunately, I do not have to worry about it. And in this study, it actually said that because of money problems, 32% of American students have said their studies are sometimes neglected. Um, and then it said 70% of U.S. students are stressed about that, their financial health, which is huge if you think about it. Like, almost two-thirds of the entire college-slash-university population is stressed about it. And, I mean, like, between us three, like, all of us have something that we're – it's in, like, the back of our minds talking about finances, which that's one of those things you can't do much of. It's not like homesickness where you can just grow, <laughs> but you do have to worry about it. Um but I'm, I was, I guess, like, in my personal situation, a lot of people in my scholarship group, like, we stress about it a little bit differently than most. But uh, I, it just, like, really opened my eyes of to how much of a pretty big problem this is. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So that was what everything I found between kind of, like, your social life here at Barry, your financial health, um, just, and your academics. And I know, McKenna, we've talked a lot about just, like, making sure your mental health is your top priority. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some helpful tips for that anybody could probably use to relieve some stress? Yeah, so for me, I struggle a lot with anxiety, a lot. And one technique that I really love to ground myself is called the 5-4-3-2-1 grounding technique. And so basically, um, you kind of just like, when my mind is racing and I'm feeling a lot of anxious thoughts, I um, acknowledge five things that I can see four things that I can touch, three things that I can hear, two things that I can smell, and one thing that I can taste. And it might sound like a little silly to some people, but it actually is really helpful and like really grounding because when I feel like anxious or when I start to feel like really overwhelmed, like I have a lot of assignments due, I have a lot of stuff on my plate, um, I can start to panic. And if like doing this technique, I might not go like all the way through it, like I might only like do five things that I can see. But it just kind of like grounds me and centers me. And that's just something that I personally really like to do to help my anxiety. Um, do you have anything? or? Not really, but that like what, what you said, it sounds pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have to try that <laughs> next time I get overwhelmed with something. Yeah, just like the stop and smell of roses. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that my roommates and I, we always joke about is because uh, we'll, we'll be up late at night all studying at, like, 11.30, and, like, we're just brain dead. Like, literally our two brain cells have just, like, <laughs> clocked out for the night. And so at one point, when we are all, like, just, like, sitting together, we'll just, like, all get up individually, and we're just, like, I'm just going to give it to God and go to sleep. And that's kind of, like, our house saying <laughs> is because, like, you can't do much. And I think, like, the main behavioral change, I think that would that's helped me a lot from, like, freshman year to now is just getting more sleep of – 
you can't really do anything or operate nearly like half as well as you could with eight hours of sleep versus like six or seven. Like even one hour I've noticed like makes a huge difference. And once you get behind on sleep, I feel like you can never catch up again. Mm -hmm. And so I have tried like last semester, I was really good about it. This semester I've fallen back, but I'm trying to get better about it of just there's so much I can do if I don't have a lot of brain power. And so like making sure I do get enough sleep is a top priority. And I've definitely noticed the difference when I put that as a first priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some other like ways that I found, and I did some research on like how to help mental health, is one, like taking care of your health and well-being just overall. Like you said, talking about sleep, you know, exercise, making sure you're eating right, which can be hard as a college student <laughs> when you're broke and all you can afford is ramen and mac, you know, microwave mac and cheese. But, you know... That's one way to help. And then effectively managing time, which is also <laughs> difficult when we're so busy. Yeah. But, like, you know, maybe get a plan or, like, I um, use my notes app and I just, like, write a little to-do list every day to, like, try to make sure, you know, I'm remembering all the assignments I have due and stuff. And then um, another one is surround yourself with good people. You know, just having good people around you and good friends, a good support system. And then utilize the mental health services around you, like the um, counselors on campus and you know if you see a therapist that's great you know (laughs) see your therapist (laughs) but yeah yeah it's interesting you brought that up of the going to see your mental health resources on campus because in the study it said that among U.S. college and university students 75 percent agree that they know where to go for on-campus professional mental health services and it said that 61 percent of U.S. college students reported receiving information about stress reduction from their school which like if you just look at those numbers objectively it doesn't seem like it's the majority but at the same time it's like one is two-thirds and the other one's over half so like Mm -hmm. that's I feel like pretty good success rate and I know at Barry, like, we do have those resources. So I like that you brought that up of it's definitely a very helpful resource. And it's not like they're not trying mm-hmm. to help you, especially if over two-thirds of the college population know, or sorry, three-fourths know that those resources are out there. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up our episode of today on Isolation City. We thank all of our listeners for joining us today. You can find us on the Viking Fusion website, and we'd love to hear any feedback, any topics that you would like us to touch upon, um, anything that you are specifically stressed about that we could offer some assistance on. We'd love to hear what you have to say and your feedback. Um, Again, we appreciate you for listening, and we hope you have an awesome, stress-free day.